Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back again. It is episode 25 of the Halfway House podcast. We've officially reached the quarter. I am, as always, your host, Ben Phillips, with my glorious co-host, who apparently has things to say about people that who have too much money today, but we'll find out about that later. One Mr. Andre Lewis. How are you, buddy? I am good. 25 episodes, that's a lot. That's a lot, a lot. of weeks. Yep, yep. A lot of breaks in between here and whatnot, but we have made it officially to episode 25. And again, this will be pretty much just like usual or better yet like last week where it was a whole lot of basketball talk. So we will get right into it. And we pretty much know everything as far as to start the NBA playoffs, except for our number eight seeds which we will find out later tonight. Uh, the matchups for your eight seeds, let's start in the Eastern Conference first, are the Miami Heat and the Chicago Bulls. In the Western Conference, who's playing for the eight seed in the Western Conference, sir? Do you know? You shouldn't be drawing a blank on this, sir. The teams playing in the Western Conference for the eight seed are the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Come on, man. You can't be behind today. We're getting ramped up for the NBA Plus. What are you doing? Thought you said you were ready. Are you ready? These these games don't matter to me. Playing games are just to add a little bit more excitement, but none of these teams are going to do anything. You're supposed Does to have it more matter? Faith. Does it matter? They matter uh, because we got to find out who the eight seeds are. I mean, I guess. I guess it matter. Like, some of these late-season games, especially when you know a team not going to do nothing, doesn't matter. Like, shout out to DeMar DeRozan's daughter. That's why that game was so exciting. She was the most exciting part of the game because them two teams, nobody wanted to watch them. Before we no get into to your Chicago Bulls, you know what I mean? Before we get into that, a uh, little bit of breaking news, or not really breaking news, but the NBA has fined the Dallas Mavericks $750,000 for con- conduct detrimental to the league. We know why that happened, but you know, so hey, no, nah, that ain't happening. I mean, that, they, they, that was just, tell me what does that mean? Con- uh, it's, it, explain what was detrimental to the league. Tell me what the con the conduct was. Okay, so you can tank, right? We know teams tank. We like to think that the Pistons tanked. We like to think that the Spurs- What you mean we like to think they did? What you mean okay, we like to think? Let let me finish. The Pistons tanked. The Spurs tanked. Who else tanked? The Jazz didn't tank. But, uh, you know, the Rockets tanked. They were young, right? But to do what you all did last week was, like, that, that was that was kind of egregious. Like, that was like, okay, so you sitting everybody. That don't make no sense. What do you and, mean egregious? Because you said everybody, right? So we, you understand that you didn't believe that your opportunity was realistic to get into the play-in, to try to get into the playoffs, right? But so you said everybody, and then you told us Luca only going to play the first quarter. For what? Like you, you could have just sat him out too if you wanted to do that. Like that, that was probably the real egregious part of maybe didn't have him playing the second half. Like that, that was egregious. You ain't had to tell us you were gonna sit him. Like you could let us find that out for ourselves. That was the egregious part. Like you gonna tell us you are gonna do it? No, nah, you don't. Don't tell us you are gonna do it. That's offensive. Man, the NBA need to get off their high horse. I don't care about nothing they saying. Well, Everybody thinking all year, but you, you, you gonna find a team at the end of the year for thinking? Could, you just gotta be... know you trash to what? not get in trouble. Right. Well, I mean, you that, that's that's blatant. Like, it's one thing if you steal something, but you telling me you're going to steal something? Like, okay, but stealing is a crime regardless, correct? That's true, but it's so like if you stop making rules that people can bypass so easily when they do it blatantly, it's you, you wouldn't be as mad. Yeah, but it's like, your that, fault. And if you created a system where parity was based on actual, you know, everybody doing what they need to do and, you know, 
the like genius and the ideas of the people instead of what city you're in, maybe people wouldn't take as much because they can actually get a superstar. If we want to talk about that, Adam Silver, conduct detrimental to the league, that's detrimental to me, but I guess you don't care about um, Dallas. If this was LA, would you find them? I don't know, but you don't care about Charlotte. Don't, t- don't talk to me about tanking when you got a system where tanking the only way you could be great if you're in a small market. Get out of here with that. Adam Silver, get out of here. Okay, well, he's told us his opinion on Adam Silver and his approach to the Dallas Mavericks being fine. Let me ask you this. I saw an idea, and I wish I could quote exactly who said this. That was this thought process about the teams, you know, at the top of the lottery competing for the number one pick. What do you just think? Rough draft about that. Okay, if I'm the worst team, first of all, the lottery, I mean, I guess it's worse in the way that, you know, they kind of counteract taking. Why would you give the pick to the best team? No, 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 not, not, I don't, I don't think maybe, maybe I didn't specify like the teams who are at the bottom, right? Like the Spurs, the Rockets, the Hornets or whatnot, they compete for the number one pick. But I'm trash. I need the number one pick because I'm bad. Why would losing help me? The draft is supposed to help the worst teams. If I lose in the first round, I'm just going to have the fourth pick forever and I'm never going to get good. I just got to get lucky and pick somebody I need. I'm never going to get Tim Duncan. Never going to get Anthony Davis. I'm never going to get these guys that are guaranteed to save my franchise. I just got to take a flyer. So I just got to be one. That, I got to be the best of the worst. No, man, I don't like that. They do that in 2K sometimes, and I know I don't even like it then. It's like the it's like the Charlotte Hornets, the Kings. It was so many years where I'm like, those are the worst teams in the league, and they deserve no one pick. But they never got it because of the lottery system. I feel like that's even worse than the lottery system to me. I mean, do you like that system? No, I'm just more throwing it out there. I hadn't really thought about it like really concrete. It was just, I think, I don't, I don't want to quote, I don't want to bad mouth anybody or throw anybody's name out there because I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly who said it, but I remember just seeing that this week and I said, I'm going to run that by you and see what you think. I don't, I don't really. Uh, I understand like, the concept because it is just, I don't agree with the. Let's make teams be as good as they can be without coming up with a system to make sure that they keep these guys. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like it's just another way for people to try to be competitive, which I can get, you know, in some world. But it's like it's bigger problems in the NBA, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So let's flip the script and talk about something that I don't like, something that I'm probably I'm going to sound like, oh, man, at least right now, get off my lawn. I'm going to have at least look more into it. But the uh, play in, not play in tournament, but the. Uh, in-season tournament that's supposed to be next start next season. Like, I just don't like that. I'm going to have to look into it because I very well could change my mind in between now and then. But we're going to have to probably look into that in-season tournament that the NBA is uh that's, that's going to be starting next year that they are incorporating. I don't know a whole lot about it because I haven't done just like a deep dive research on it. But um, I, can t- I don't rock with that. You, you don't like it either? It, you know, this is not soccer. You could you could only change the culture so much. The only reason the play-in tournament works is because it plays into the ultimate goal and the ultimate culture of the NBA, which is to make the playoffs in order to get the title. Uh, but I, it's like, I don't know enough about soccer to know it. Maybe in, in, you know, those tournaments matter a lot to them. Then in the NBA, that's never going to overlap the culture. Maybe with the next, next generation of fans who grew up with nothing but it, but if you win the end season tournament, what does that mean? Mm. I'm never going to be like, he He got to be top 10. He won eight end season tournaments when nobody else was trying to win. It don't matter that he got only two titles. You know what I mean? It's like, what is it for? Do the players care? Are the fans going to care? It's just more games. And then, and this is why I hate, I hate this. When Richard Jefferson went on that long rant, it's not nothing against Richard Jefferson. I 
about how they got to keep it at 82 games, keep it at 82 games, keep it at 82 games for the stats and this and the players and so. And then they keep adding games and I don't never hear nobody come out and say nothing against it and talk about how the players need to. Well, if you're going to do that, let's cut the regular season down. It's always just okay to add and add and add, but they never want to take back. So to me, I feel like it's foolish. It's only for money. And I feel like it's obvious to see that Um, maybe I'm wrong, but it's like, what does that add to the game? And and because we talked about this with Dane, the whole culture is only based around championships, whether we like it or not. That's what it is. You don't have to buy into it, but a lot of players have. What does an in-season tournament do to make the product better? It's just more meaningless games to me. These people don't even want to play at the All-Star game. You think they're going to play in an in-season tournament? If I'm a if I'm a star player, that's my time where I'm definitely going to risk. I'm definitely going to risk during the in-season tournament. Are you in favor of a reduction in games for the NBA season? Yeah, I'm in favor of a reduction in the game. I hate everything the league. Every move the league made this last year, I hated all of them, structurally. All of them? There wasn't yes. one? No, I hated the new awards names. Mm. I hate the in-season tournament. Mm. I hate the new rule. You got to play 65 games. I hate everything they're doing because all it is is just money, money, money. That's all these things. Because they don't care. It's nothing for the players. You know what I mean? Right. I thought it's you just, liked it. I thought you liked it. The positionless rule of. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, so, okay. but that's not, not everything, but just but almost. I guess. But, but that's but, like, nothing, but I guess nothing from a fundamental, actual, real, like. I guess, as you said, structure, you didn't enjoy anything that they really incorporated so far. Yeah, but that's not new for me. I'm never going to like anything a commissioner does for the most part. Like Adam Silver got y'all fooled because he's just better than the other ones, but not for real. His job is to work for the owners. I'm never going to go with the owners. The owners only make decisions about money. They never make decisions about creative or quality. I'm never going with that. That's who Adam Silver is. He just bald. So I guess they like him more than not really. I'm not rocking with nothing Adam Silver saying. Adam Silver do everything against the players. That's his job for the most part. Hold on, buddy. We might we, we might want to do business with the NBA one day. Let's let's not completely destroy him yet. I, I for, 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 for the record, we are both pro player. He might just be the extremist between us, but we are both pro player. I, I want just just in case one of you thinks he's pro player and I'm pro management. We're both pro players. He's just the extremist between us. He's he is the Heath Ledger. He's the Joker. He wants to blow up the bridge. He wants to disintegrate everything. He wants to apparently send a message, you know, so it ain't about the money. It's about sending a message. So he wants to send a message. Um, Also, before we actually get into the the playoffs and everything regarding the NBA, as we hit uh, as we go towards the countdown to towards the NBA finals for June. I told a lie last week and I wanted to correct it while I'm thinking about it. I said that we were going to talk about the movie that I watched last week, uh, There Will Be Blood, and we did not talk about it. The goal is to talk about it this week. Also, I am going to call out my co-host because at some point we were supposed to talk talk about TV shows and movies and whatnot. Here's the problem. He said we couldn't do anything until I watched his movie. I watched his movie. So that's done. Hold on. I never said that. I never said that. Yes, you did. Hold on. I, and I, I actually, I actually believe that is on. I'm gonna have to go back and check and see if that's one on the recorded episode or if that's something we did offline. Never said that. Never said. Uh, that. But, but what? But what if it's an actual recording on the podcast? Then it what? can be. You know why? Because nothing impossible can be proven. Okay. Anyway, let me. As I was saying, so we were supposed to, at some point in this in this format talk about television and movies. Here's the problem. One of us. One of us. Has not made a commitment or an effort to watch anything that the one other of individuals. Us, one of us is a dictator. No, oh, no, 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 no. 
No, I see, see that. No, you see what he's no. doing? I'm watching a lot of shows. I'm just not watching the Benjamin Phillips program. <laughs> Adventure Time, One Piece, Ted Lasso, Family Affair. I'm watching a lot of shows. But so, I'm not watching The Sopranos, The Wire, Breaking Bad again. Better Call Saul, The Benjamin Phillips Experience. And this is what I told you about There Will Be Blood. I never said you got to watch that so we can talk. This is what I said. Because really, it, if you go back and find it on the recording, you're going to realize what you did was actually incorrect. I told you, don't watch There Will Be Blood until we're going to talk about it on the show. I was going to watch No Country for Old Man. You was going to watch There Will Be Blood. And the episode was going to be us comparing them to and saying which one was better. That's that. You went and watched There Will Be Blood on your own accord. They ain't got nothing to do with me. That's on you. When I have you, you when, I never told you to watch it. I never that, told you to watch it. I told is, you to wait, actually. actually is, how long am I supposed to wait? You. This is how it's supposed to go. Let's talk about the movies on this podcast. I'm like, all right, cool. You watch There Will Be Blood. I watch No Country for Old Men. We both will be fresh. We talk about the real, have a good conversation. You just watch There Will Be Blood out the blue. I ain't, that, that's on you. You don't want wanted to see Daniel Day-Lewis. I ain't make you go see Daniel Day Lewis for three hours. It was, I think two hours twenty minutes is what it was. Man, that movie like two forty. That's yeah. a whole three hours. Anyhow, like like how are we going to eventually? Okay, so what what's the plan then? So because I will go back and rewatch There Will Be Blood for you to go and watch No Country for Old Men. Exactly. How do we get that get that accomplished? Because sometimes you got you, you, you got to plan it out. Like you okay, just came okay, on so, the show and said I watched there would be blood. That so I, I so mean, I, that was a surprise to me. Okay, so so I guess that's an offline conversation. We'll have to figure out. You see how hard it is to get him to do anything. It's uh, it's and, hard. And this is what I told you. I told you to do movies because we can do movies easier because you can watch a movie two hours. You done TV shows is they they are long. That that is gotta, true. And I'm saying I said do a movie. You can discuss it. I told us we because we got a whole list. We said we both gonna pick three movies mm-hmm. and watch them. Mm-hmm. And then come up with our little list. Mm-hmm. All I right, know your so, movies. So, ladies and gentlemen, you are about to get an amendment and an apology. I was wrong. My fault. There you go. That might be the first one on this show. I guess twenty five. If you want to talk about There Will Be Blood, we can. I love that movie, but I mean, and, no, 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 no. See, we got to get you to watch No Country for Old Men first. So, so we, we will we will figure out the scheduling. And I guess it won't be on next week's show because you won't be here. I'll be here. I think with somebody else. I don't know. We'll figure that out. I hadn't figured out. Yeah, exactly how that's going to work. Maybe it'd be my first solo show that I do this extra lot. We'll figure all that out. So I guess in two weeks time, we will eventually, I guess, mark it down and we'll make a note of it that that will be one of our topics if, you know, exactly see what's going on. So we will compare and contrast. There will be blood and no country for old men. So which roughly I think came out about the same time, didn't it? Yeah, you know, in that about, little 2000 fit, window. Yeah, that 15, 16 year window. Uh, so, yeah, so that'll be, that will be what we'll talk about it, I guess, in two weeks' time. So, all right, now I guess we can officially get started and talking about the NBA playoffs. Yeah, let's do, yeah, now you know what? We'll come back to the NBA playoffs. Let's talk about the, what we believe, at least what's been reported at the moment, the official sale of the Washington Commanders to the Josh Harris led group that in, includes one Irvin Magic Johnson. At the moment, it looks like there it, nothing has been officially signed or anything like that. But at the moment, there is a deal in place, as they say, for the Washington Commanders from one Mr. Daniel Snyder, my co-host's good buddy, to the Josh Harris group for $6.05 billion. Or should I do $6.5 billion? 
you know, billion dollars. So what are your thoughts, sir? Um, I ain't going to shout them out, but the ringer had an article and I can't sum it up more perfectly than this. The sale of the commanders is good for the NFL. Unfortunately, it's also good for Dan Snyder. This man did all that shenanigans. If you let him shenan once, they're going to shenan again. And he kept shenanigan it. And what happened at the end of the day? Got $6 billion. Boy, what a country. The rich and powerful, they never get punished. They get paid. I mean, I'm happy he had the lead, though. I mean, Josh Harris, shout out to him. I hope he a good guy. I hope Magic comes through with, you know, the... Uh, Hold on, I gotta stop you right there. Don't 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 say you at the league just yet, because nothing's official. Because technically, is, no, I've just, never seen I've never seen anyone walk away from six billion. Never no, seen no, it. I, never I, will. I'm, not, I'm I'm not saying he's gonna walk away, but someone could come in. But it's very unlikely someone could come in and say, "I'll give you seven. Now, of course, no, you know that. no. rich people don't step on rich people's toes. Oh, shit. Um, I'm, I'm just telling you. Look at the history. Uh, okay. Um. So yeah, I'm 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 hoping everyone has better facilities. I hope everything is upgraded. I hope Washington has the best of the best, and I hope they stay trash. They in my division. So that's how I'll sum it up. Good for the league. Hopefully it doesn't change as much, you know, for their team. I'm not one of these people who's just like, I hope all the Star Wars franchises come back to, you know, how they used to be because it'd be great for the NFL. I don't care about the NFL. I care about the Dallas Cowboys. I hope I get them two wins like I've been getting them for the past 25 years. I actually would like to see a viable Washington franchise. It's crazy as that might sound because it has been a an absolute dumpster fire for the better part of at least the last 23, 24 years. Like it's it's been bad. It ain't even really ever been close. So um I would actually like to see a viable franchise here, you know, or at least because one thing, of course, we know they need they need a new stadium. It needs to be close to DC because based on my understanding, the stadium they're in now FedEx. It's like it's in the middle of nowhere and don't nobody really want to go to it. I mean, we probably had to get a Commanders fan. You know any Washington Commanders fan? I don't know anybody right offhand. I had to think uh, about it. I mean, it's a lot of them in Dallas. I, I, would, I would assume so, you know. Cause, but um, we will keep our eyes open and our ears, pe- uh, our ears peeled, you know, as, you know, the deal was, we are under impression will get done in the near future. And we will report on that as we, you know, go along. Um, now let's officially move to the NBA playoffs. And as we said, we know we got the play in games between the Miami Heat and the Chicago Bulls. And we also got the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Right. So I know you're not crazy about the play in games. And I'm you excited don't believe- for Oklahoma. No, I think Oklahoma is a great, great franchise. Um, uh, and what's the GM name? Sam Presti. Sam Presti, one of the best minds in the sport. Um, if this team becomes a viable playoff threat, I mean, you'd have to have the debate is he number one because you built two championship rosters. It's not his fault he had a cheap owner. Um, I don't know what to do from here. And and this would be a great test for me. And if this happens, this is when I really I got to pull up and, and have some discussions about the league. If if the what is the what, what who did they draft this year? He got hurt. Who? Thunder. Shit, home. If he comes in. He becomes what a lot of people think he can be. Before you start, I just want to remind you, you will never, and I mean ever, get that god-awful take you had about him on this show. Ever. I'm going to tell you this. You bring nah, it up one more time. I, I'm, I, I, you, I, you better I keep it in the darkness. Yeah, you, bring, I, I, you keep bringing it up, I'm going to bring it up. And, and, keep bringing hey, it up, I'm going to bring it up. Listen, that uh, part of the show, remember, that part of the show will be edited and deleted out. You, Like I said, you will never get that trash take off. Ever. I'm tell you but this, I created a Twitter just to tweet it. It'll be my one and only tweet. Um, well, that is your business. That won't be mine. This is what I'm saying. 
if continue, he becomes the guy people say he's going to be, and they do all that, and they become number one in the West, and they, let's say they go to the finals, they close. Let's say they become what the Thunder were with Durant and Westbrook and all those guys, and then he leaves, and that team has to start over again. I want to talk to everybody in charge of parity and say, how could y'all let this happen? Because what the Thunder doing is a rarity for a team in that kind of market to come back to a place where they actually have a roster. You look like and be like they could be something. And it took, and the reason, only reason they were able to do it is because they had somebody like Paul George that you could flip and make all them moves for. You had somebody like Russell, whose value was higher at the time when they moved him. Um, I'm excited for what they have. You know how I feel about Shea. I wish he was on the Mavericks. He was one of my favorite players in the league. They have a nice roster. They play hard. Um, they play well together. So I only see bright things for them. I would like to see them in the playoffs. Um, they're kind of the opposite of the Timberwolves. To me, whereas I love the Thunder's roster, I hate the Timberwolves roster. I don't think they work good together, and I don't think there's a bright future for them as far as Minnesota goes. I feel like this is a tale of two teams. Um, I I disagree with you on Minnesota for one reason, but uh, keep going. I just feel like the fact that the Thunder and the Timberwolves are playing each other and are in similar, you know, bubbles as far as record and how good they've been playing shows to you how dysfunctional Minnesota is. Because they shouldn't be at the same stage when you look at the ages of the players on the teams. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm i excited to see exactly what the Oklahoma City Thunder can become. I think if I'm the Timberwolves, win or lose, I'm going to try to reset. Like, I'm getting the hell from... Now, you know, me and you are on the same page. We're on the same page about a few things. We, we agree more sometimes. On, I guess, on principal things and maybe have philosophical differences on how we get there. But me and you, just like a lot of other people, agree that the Rudy Gobert trade was a terrible decision to make to give up everything you got to, for, for Rudy Gobert. It just, it was never going to make sense. And we don't need to rehash all that. If you really want to know how we feel about Rudy Gobert, there are many episodes where we go almost to a wormhole about the Rudy Gobert decision. If I am the Timberwolves, whether I win the game tonight or not, or whether my season ends in the first round, the second round, or where, wherever my season ends, I'm getting the hell from under that Rudy Gobert contract one way or the other. I'm making a move because I think you can do a soft reset if you get from under that Gobert trade. How many times are we going to do that? Like, how I, many, I, how many, how many well, times are we going to do that? I, I, think they, I think they pushed all the chips into the middle of the table, but I think, that, I don't, I think they just did it for the wrong guy. Like, that happened. Right. So no, it, it doesn't. It doesn't just happen. No, it doesn't. That it, that got to be since you've been watching basketball. That got to be the worst trade you ever seen. Well, hold on, but but you said it doesn't happen. I disagree because the the Raptors pushed all the chips in the middle of the table for the Kawhi for Kawhi Leonard. Right? You said for the wrong guy. Oh, well, that's true. So correction on that. So, but what what I'm saying is you. My overall point is you push your chips in the middle of the table. Teams do that. In this case. We all can agree that they did it for the wrong guy. Raptors did it for the right guy. I just like to me, my overall point on this is I'm just getting the hell from under that contract. Like I, that's that's what I'm doing. Like I don't I, I know you don't you may not have faith in the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think the new management might be better with A Rod um uh, involved. I hope, but I don't know. Uh I just like what A Rod got to do with basketball. You don't know he. You, yes, you do, because I've sent you them links that he's gonna. Be I know, but I'm like, why does that give you confidence? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not At saying least. to give not not give me confidence; it's hope. 
I guess. You know, I, I, I hope, hope. It comes, but this is what I'm saying. I understand you have new management, you can have new coaches, you can have all this. I'm just trying to flabbergast it at your willingness to still have faith in a team that has showed us. I feel like over the better part of the decade, with Carl Anthony Towns being a financial piece, that they have not been able to be a, a consistent playoff contender. Definitely not at the championship upper echelon level. I feel like they're trying, they're like, we have Carl Anthony Towns, right? And with him and somebody else, we should be able to go to the finals or at least make the playoffs every year. And it never works. Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, now they trying to do it with Ant Rudy. It's like, I feel like sometimes you just got to be like, this team not going to work. You can't just keep doing a roundabout, round, rotating door of players and think it's going to work. Sometimes you got to blow it up. Uh, and maybe okay. Ann is that guy. But I don't think you could build around him and Carl Anthony Towns. Like, at, at what point is you going to wait to Carl Anthony Towns ages out to say, well, I guess we can't build around him no more? It was you- different with LaMarcus Aldridge. We talked about him the other week when Dame came in because we was looking at Dame like, okay, Dame ready. But LaMarcus just left. Right. I don't so- think. I- Go ahead. You know, I I think and I'm I'm glad you thought I'm glad you said this because I have been one of these people who was a big defender of Carl Anthony Towns. I think you need to probably get rid of him too because he's been the common denominator in all these things. Uh, regardless of whether we like it or not, Jimmy Butler helped get this team back to the postseason. He's one of the bigger reasons why they got there. One of the bigger reasons why Jimmy Butler didn't want to be in Minnesota is because of Carl Anthony Towns. Make of that what you will. So I'm I'm we're we're in agreement of that. Like. For I think you probably you probably realistically need to get rid of Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. I probably would move Gobert first. Bro, when they said Jimmy beat them boys with the third team, it was over with then. They were never going to win with Carl Anthony Towns at that point. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was over right there. I hear you. Like I'm, I, I maybe 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 they don't need to do a soft reset because I I think a soft reset still involves like to me a hard reset and move everybody. Like, I mean, everybody, that's, that's my definition of a hard, I'm talking about like you move Ant, you move Cat, you move no. Gobert. That's a hard reset when to I me. When I say hard reset, I mean, you moving everybody but Ant. So that, so we have a different definition of a hard reset. To me, a soft reset or a recalibration is you move, and it, it may, you, we, we, I may need to reevaluate my definition, but to me, you just, like I said, I just think you need to get the hell from under that Gobert contract at the first realistic opportunity that you had. You probably need to get from under Cat's contract. The first real opportunity that you had, just, 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 hey, we're gonna go with Ant. We're gonna and we're gonna put the pieces around Ant. That that'll be my approach. You know, I'm now that now that we're talking this out because yeah, it's just I feel like when I say when when I hear soft reset, I equate that to retool. We're gonna retool our roster. Mm-hmm. I feel like once you move away from those two guys, you're back in kind of rebuilding stage. You're changing the whole roster to a point where that's no longer retooling to me. You know what I mean? Like keeping one guy, that's a whole new team around them. That's a whole different, you know, environment. Like if you traded Ant to another team, that's a whole new team. That's the same thing if you're trading everything around them. You know what I mean? What I mean? And it's like, I feel like at this point you got to do it. I feel like it's similar to the Ben Simmons thing. Cat has been way more successful than Ben. Well, you could kind of debate that a little bit, but it's just, I feel like it just, sometimes it doesn't work out. And I think it's time why he still has some value to see what you can get for him. Maybe you get some picks and maybe Cat needs a new environment. You know, you never know it could, it could work out for him. But we're long from the day where people were saying to pairing Cat to Anthony Davis. Like if oh, you told oh, somebody, if you oh, told a new fan that, 
like a child or like a 10 year old or 12 year old, and it was a point where people was like, can Carl Anthony Towns be better than Anthony Davis? That would sound crazy to him. They'd be like, what is you saying? It was crazy when they said it, but it's, it sounds even crazier now. So who do you like in tonight's game? Well, I think we know one of the teams you definitely like would be Oklahoma City. I think that's one. Who do you like in the, on the east side? Don't piss me off either. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't even do it. Why would you do it? Why? Why? You know what? Go ahead. Do it. Go ahead. Because you, you don't believe in it, but, you, you, but you'll do it just to, just to get a reaction out of me, right? Because that's one of your favorite pastimes. They they just they both so bad. They so bad. Um I kinda do wanna go bulls. I, I don't know, man. I feel like the Heat can win one game. So I feel like the Heat probably I don't know. Against Milwaukee hard. is who you're referring to, correct? No, I believe they can win one game in the oh. play. Like they can win this one game. Oh, you, oh but you but you think they you think it's probably oh you're not even saying the gentleman's sweep. You think like, it's that's just why a I say this don't even matter. <laughs> When like when Giannis step, I don't even want to talk about that. Giannis don't deserve to be mentioned in the same breath as these things. He really shouldn't have to play the first round. Um, I think I will go Miami. I'm just gonna take their experience. Um, and I think they can rally and win this one game. I feel like the Bulls don't have as much to fight for. Um, and it's, I feel like team identity does matter. And I feel like at this level, it can take you, you know, to a higher level. I feel like the Bulls roster is full of Bulls who don't want to be Bulls anymore. I thought like everybody on the Miami Heat want to be, you know, Heat players. They're just not very good. Like, you know what I'm saying? All right. I'm taking Minnesota and I'm taking Miami. Let's move on. What did you guys say about your Chicago Bulls? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely. Why you, that, you, that, take, you know, oh, why are you taking Minnesota, the, though? For the, for the record, I, I, I believe Ant was going to have to, I believe he wants to bounce back because he was awful on Tuesday. But, you know, he had the shoulder issue. I think he fell on his shoulder during the game as I was watching it. Um, I just think not that Oklahoma City won't win, but I'm just I'm going to take I'm going to take Anthony Edwards in a bounce back game is what I'm doing. I'm just think he's gonna have a bounce back game is what he he'll do tonight. Um, I have absolute and tech and you know what they're not my Bulls in, anymore. I'm officially a free agent. Let, let's let's break smooth and I'm officially a free agent. Um, so what you so what you looking for? Established contender, somebody close to that championship level, but not quite somebody who could get victor. Like, what, 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 what you eyeing right now? I don't know if I'm going in. And I'm not, I don't, you know, because we had this conversation. Could we try? I don't think it was during the show, but I think we we did it after the show. Like, I don't know if I'm going to endorse another team. I don't know. Like, I may just do players and take that route. I don't know if I'm going to endorse another team. We'll see how it go. Uh, but like, I'm, I'm I'm moving on, dog. I'm moving on. I'm not, I'm not you know. And I probably should have moved on uh, after we didn't get Melo in 14, but... No, you big tripping. That was too early to move on. Right well, there. well, but, you know, when, when we didn't get Carmelo in 14, I kind of knew what was coming. I kind of knew what was coming, so... Uh, but, yeah. He got he, he to be up there all the time. Just a little side note. One of the worst decision makers of all time when it comes to his own career. No, well, I, I think his timing was off because he probably should have waited. I think we we probably discussed it briefly. Like he shouldn't have accepted the trade to New York when he did. He should have waited to the offseason like everybody else. That's that was number one. Number two, he probably should have left New York when he did in 14 and signed with Chicago, but he did. So I, I you know, maybe that's something we'll talk about as far as decision making. I, I just think his timing was off. Uh I don't I don't think they were just net uh, necessary catastrophic decisions because he did to a degree, bring the Knicks back to some sort of prominence because they were not any good and we did not really care about, but they did have one year where they won over 50 games 
They were in the second round against the Pacers, mm. a better team. So to some prominence, some. And, and I, I don't want to linger on this on on this topic, but this is my last thing on this. A big part of decision making is timing. For example, if I go outside and say, "Let me get some sun," that's okay. But if I go outside and there's somebody shooting lightning bolts at people, that wouldn't be a wise time to go outside. You know what I'm saying? If there was a lion on my front desk, you know, uh, at my front door and I said, hmm, this would be a good time to get some fresh air. That would be a bad decision, not because of the air, but because of the lion. Carmelo's timing is a big part of his bad decisions, in my opinion. I feel like he had horrible timing. Okay. So what are your favorite matchups you're looking forward towards in the first round of the NBA playoffs? I got to get out of the East because all them boys want to get washed. <laughs> I got to get up out of there. Outside of Knicks and Cavs, it's, you're saying it's, it's spooky season? It's, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a big problem. It's going to be a big problem. Like I was like, I remember at the end of the season, we was like, man, the Nets, they're going to be like the sixth seed, but they're going to get somebody some problem. They ain't the same Nets no more. Cam Thomas can score 45 all they want, but <laughs> they go get them through none of them series. I mean, um, think about it. Before you go in the four, uh, in the fall, he might score 40 one night and have a DMP the next night for whatever reason. So. Whatever, I guess, whatever happened there. I guess Cavs, Knicks, like you said, but the rest of them, I just have no faith that any of them, they they won't be competitive um, at all. Or they, if it's like we said last week, if any of these series are too competitive, then I would be worried about the team that we think should be the favorite. In the West, if any of these series, like the top three seeds, have trouble in their first round matchup, I would have concerns going forward. You know, in their playoff run. That'll be like your comment you made last week uh, towards the Miami Heat, right? Yeah, because the Heat could be one of those teams, but it's like if the Heat takes Milwaukee to seven, you would be yeah. concerned like that if it just was not based on injury or anything. It just was like they were almost as good as them. You would have questions going forward. Like if certain teams can push you, but it shouldn't be any type of team that can push you. Um, In the West, there's a lot of good matchups in the West. Like I'm, I'm practically excited for all of them outside of the one uh, Denver has to play, play or place. Yeah. See, but I like I. It's not. I, I feel like they should beat them pretty easily. But I would be interested to see Denver, um, Oklahoma. Uh, I'm just, I just want to see what Oklahoma looks like in that situation. And I feel like that's a good foundation for teams where you're not ready, but you in the playoffs and you get that little experience. I feel like that can be valuable for you moving forward. Um, obviously, Grizzly Lakers. That's like a star show. That's that's a. That's a superstar show. I feel like that's the most anticipated matchup of the entire playoffs, regardless of conference. Like that's going to be the most watched series, I bet, uh, viewership wise. That might, you know what? You probably, but I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if the Suns and Clippers come in at two. Because, like to me, that's going to be that's the best series competitively, or at least on paper. At least on yeah. paper, that's what it what it looks like. We had to see how it actually unfolds on paper. All this stuff looks good. Um, I mean, like I'm, I, I, and I think I told you this. I was like, I was hoping this matchup held up because for you know we're gonna get to we might see Paul George at some point. We might see him at some point this year. He's already been ruled out, I guess, for like the beginning. So I'm guessing maybe like games one and two are probably out of the question. And then I guess once it shifts. To game three in LA, then they, you know, they ain't got a chance without Paul George. You don't think so? Because mm-hmm. Kawhi's done because because Kawhi's done some things, dog. Because because the rank ready, ain't it? The rank ready. I mean, he 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 pretty much rested the at the end of the regular season, and uh, if they didn't have the rank, if it was the regular regular Suns, yes, this is not the same thing. 
It's not the same. And I told people this because people, older fans sometimes remember their day and they remember teams being dominant. So they don't really understand people being overloaded in the same way we do. Because we play 2K, we play my league, and we understand how you could build a roster that can go 78 and 3. You know what I'm saying? In the simulation. Or four. I mean, that's when the Warriors. Have you actually ever had a team do that before? Like I had it. The 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 closest I got was uh, like eight and one and one. I keep. I can't. It's so. It's impossible because it's like it's always like game fifty two. You lost. It's like I don't know what to do. Would you like to know the squad I did that with the eight and one and one? Yeah. Who was that? I did that with like the 08 Cavs or like the 09 Cavs. So, and I, and it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, but it it was just like, (laughs) it was just brawn on that one. I think like I, I didn't, but like, I I ain't never like really had no, after that, I ain't really had no desire to do like, uh, you know, the 82 and over like the seven, like I never really had a desire to challenge for the 72 win bulls or now the 73 win. What? Like I never really had a desire to do that. I never go out to do it, but it's like, you will have a team. That will be like really, really. You compare. It's at a certain point in two K is different from Madden. Mm-hmm. At a certain point in two K, you kind of just always can win. So you only comparing yourself to yourself, and you'd be like, "Man, this squad good," but they wouldn't like that squad that went, you know, seventy five and seven. So it, it's it's just like a natural thing. But it's like going back to the original point when there was rumors about Durant and the Warriors. I remember everybody. I was in college. Everybody was like, nah, this this that's cheating. That's you can't even play with them in 2K. That's immediately what we went to. Somebody older than us might not have played games. They don't understand how unbalanced something can be, even in real life. Like when they came together, the Warriors and Durant, we said they're gonna win. As long as they're together, it's impossible. And we've never seen anything like that in sports where it was a guaranteed winner. That's the only time I ever seen it. Durant isn't well, he is kind of close to that same Durant, but these sons aren't those Warriors. But I feel like with Durant. In that team, and no Paul George, I don't even see how competitive this can be. You can make an argument that Kawhi could be the best player in the series. Him and Durant is a debate. Um, but without Paul George, it's, yeah, I feel like it's not going to be the same series that we hoped it to be. You know what I mean? Right. I think the Suns win in six. If Paul George get back, I think it's going seven. I hope it goes seven. Um, I, I think it's going to be so interesting to see these teams just kind of like, because of course, you know, there's the fill out process and then how do we try to match up? How do we try to execute, you know, pick our spots and things like that? So, I mean, because think about it, if you're Phoenix, you pushed all your chips into the middle of the table. It's truly like a, if it really is a championship or bust mentality for you. So I'm, I'm interested to see how this thing plays out. Um, yeah. And that's the only, that's the only thing that gives me a little pause about them just, going in there and just wiping the floor with them is the fact that they push all their chips into the table, like in the middle of the game. If they would have got Durant at the beginning of the season when he, or, you know, in that little off-season window in July when he originally requested to trade, I feel like this wouldn't even be close, but because they don't have as much time playing together, you know, it might be some growing playing pains that you see in the series play out. I think you should be more optimistic about these things, but hey, that's just me. Um, Now, here's a series that you're not on Twitter and I wish you were. Here's a series that has, for some reason, if you thought the Memphis Grizzlies talked a lot, the Sacramento Kings, Kings Twitter has been on, they, they have, I, I know, I know you're not a fan of the Sacramento Kings and you don't believe they have a puncher's How you got the all-time playoff number tickets? You the Sacramento Kings. You never go to the playoffs. Your tickets should be free for all the suffering that your fans had to go through. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. 
Well, you know, a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're playing the Warriors too. So there's there's that. So no, no. It, in fact, you should pay your fans to go to the game because they was in California and had to watch every California team be good while y'all suffered year after year. Poor decision making, bad decision. Violet Divac, all these bad these people that you had up there making all these bad decisions, and then you charge record prices so the people who stay with y'all all this time can't even go see the game. Remember, this is capitalism, my friend. So I, I understand your point, but that that's that's a, uh. There's a. They need to be quiet though. They need to be quiet. Well, uh, there is like there's a lot of chatty Kathy's coming out of Sacramento about the Kings and everything like that. The Warriors are getting healthy at the right time, and we know that championship pedigree is nothing to be played with. We also know they are one of the teams, or they they may be the only team I think that has won a road playoff game in every series that they have played in during this stretch uh, of their dynasty. So let me ask you this. I know you're going to pick the Warriors. I know you've already picked the Warriors because you eliminated the Kings a couple of weeks ago. How how many games do you think this series goes, realistically? I think that the Kings could beat the Warriors. Hmm. Because, and I'm tired of this, the Warriors is like, they're like the Kings and Grizzlies, but with rings. But I don't like the fact that the person most responsible for the rings don't say nothing and everybody else do. That's what I don't like. I Clay Thompson, y'all just if y'all all healthy, I just don't believe that y'all cannot be beaten. I don't believe it. And normally I don't care because I love trash talking and stuff, but I feel like these people don't even trash talk. They just talk and they keep talking and then they keep talking. I'm like, please just stop so we can just watch the game in peace. The Warriors, I have questions about them, and I feel like just because they made the playoffs, do all those questions go away? We have concerns about Clay, we have concerns about Draymond. I don't believe that. And I don't, I mean, they did it last year, kind of. But I don't have faith that just because you got Steph, Wiggins, and Poole that you're going to go to the finals. Like, it ain't no guarantee like it used to be. You know what I mean? So the Kings might can get them. They definitely have to be hungrier, um, younger, fresher legs. You have a debate who are the top five players in those series. When the Warriors used to play people, they would have four of the five. That's not, like, the case anymore. Um, So, yeah, I think the Kings are a good matchup for them. Um, and I'm happy that this is, you know, the series that we got. You think the Warriors take either one of the games uh, in Sacramento? Yeah, they definitely will get one of those. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if this is the seven-game series. Out of all the series, this is the one I see most likely to go seven. And if that's the case, it take it would favor Sacramento at least from a home court standpoint. Um, I mean, I, I I'm just I'm excited to see Sacramento back in the playoffs because God knows they've been through a lot of bad basketball. A lot. So yeah, it just I feel like it's more lopsided than people kind of realize. The Warriors have a lot of depth, but a lot of times in the playoffs, it's about that top end talent that takes you over. You have to think with the top three players, you can make the debate that the Kings got two of the top three. That's not a crazy debate to make. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna say that I don't really think that's a because I think it would be, of course, it'd be Steph, it'd be Sabonis, it'd be Fox. And then you get to Clay, and then you get to Jordan Poole. And depending on what he looks like, Andrew Wiggins is ex- expected to be back. So then, you know. Yeah, they got a lot of people. They so, got a lot of people. So, I, I, you know, I, I do like the Warriors in this series. Um, But I think, you know, it's imperative. If I were them, to me, this is one of those things. If I'm the Warriors this year, out of all other years, I think it is imperative that they get off to a good start. I just wouldn't get behind if I were Can they them. do that, though? The Warriors, yeah, for how look, dominant they've been, hold on, wait, let me do this one point, then you can go into it. The Warriors, for how dominant they have been, have been some of the most streaky players of all time. 
whether it's Clay, Draymond, and Steph. And the only person who was stable was Durant. We have seen Clay go for seven, miss eight threes, and then go for 40 the next game. Mm-hmm. We didn't see Draymond just not play games and not care. We didn't see Draymond play himself into shape during the first round. Not like, not even like Shaq used to do at the beginning of the season in the first round. I feel like that version of them, especially at the age that they are, they can't just whip themselves into shape like they used to because I feel like the talent differential isn't as big as it used to be. Like, what are your thoughts on that situation? I, that, that, yeah, I agree with you a little bit, but I think that's why it's important that they get off, or at least they try to get off to a, a good start. Because I, I just don't, not that they can't do it, not that they won't be able to do it, but I just wouldn't want to get behind. You know, it's one of them things I'd rather be playing from the lead than to be playing from behind. Some people like to play from behind because it makes them tighten up. It makes them focus in more. Um, I just think, you know, because we know about the awful role record and you, you can make a lot of reasons why that record was as bad as it was. We know they had the injuries. I think Steph missed 27 games. I think Wiggins missed 45 games. Uh, we know Clay had his moments where he was out. We know I think Draymond missed a few games. You know, so there, there are reasons why. I think it'll be important for them, like I said, to get off to a good start. And I think they can. I just think it, you know, let, let's get going early. Let's try because this has been the Warriors. Uh, let's try to, you know, limit the turnovers. We know that's been one of their bugaboos. Then this entire run is even when they are clicking, they can get rather careless with the ball. So I think it's important that they try to come out and establish some kind of uh, focus and mentality on the defensive end. And that may get everything going with them. Uh, so that that's my thoughts on it. You got anything else to add to that? Mm-hmm. I'm just worried about them. I, 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 like- I, I think it's I think it's fair. I think it's fair to be concerned because again, like I said, you probably had people who maybe were concerned about this team a year ago. But again, you know they they caught breaks, but at the same time they took advantage of those breaks, right? So um, it gets harder though the older you get. This has true. to be the most. I don't want to say lucky, but it has to be the most undominant dynasty I've ever seen. Like they've been the most streaky, legendary team ever, and well, it's and it's such a it's such an oxymoron because when they were at their best, I've never seen anything like that. But they also are so often not at their best, but they've been able to overcome that because they were able to overwhelm opponents. It's like it's like somebody like John Jones in the UFC. It's like. He was not training. He was doing stuff he shouldn't be doing, but he was just so much better than everybody that he was able to just go overcome it. Or Floyd. Floyd wasn't training all the time, but he was Floyd. He was so much better than everybody. It's like the Warriors, I don't think, are at the point anymore where they're a Floyd. I'm so much better than you that it doesn't matter what I do off the court. It doesn't matter if I don't get off to a good start because I could just come back. I don't think they can just rattle off three games in a row like they used to. Like if this team went down 3-1 to the Thunder, they're they not coming back. Hmm. I don't think you're wrong about that either. Uh, but like I said, these I, we don't believe the Sacramento Kings are the Oklahoma City Thunder, at least not yet. So no, um, no, not yet. They never and, and and that and you kind of allude that kind of goes into my whole point of why I think it's imperative if you to get off to a good start because like for example, you go to you get down two zero or two one or three one, then you know you put yourself you know in, in in a hell of a precarious spot to where it's you fighting you fighting fight uphill. You you're trying to walk uphill. So, um, yeah, because like if the Kings go up 3 2, I feel like the Warriors not going to win. To be honest, if the Kings go 2 2 in the first four games, I might take the Kings in a three game series over the Warriors. And then, you know, that always goes back to my point of how it looks because each game can be a game within itself, but you do have to try to take something from one game to another, I think. All right, now let's go to the series that I'm probably 
the most, I guess, personally excited for, optimistic for, and that's going to be the Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies. It's a parade inside my city. Oh, he, you, you don't want to see them boys win, do you? You no, saw Desmond Bain with the with the lay per. I seen that. I said, oh, they gonna win three or four championships after that. No, it it, it ain't that. It's you, you know this is America, right? You know what America hates more than losers, underachievers. They have talked a <laughs> lot. They like here's the thing: we like winners. We hate losers. We despise underachievers. We despise underachievers. And here's the thing. They have talked, like like my man said in the wire, big paws on a puppy. They have talked a lot. They have continuously talked a lot. Now, I'm not saying whether it's warranted or not. You did all this talking and whatnot. Now you got to, you're going to have to, you got to step up and play. I'm not saying they won't. But here's some here's some things we know to be to be a fact. We know Stephen Adams will not be returning. He's out for the postseason. We know Brandon Clark will not be returning. He's out with a torn Achilles. Like those two big guys in the middle, they don't have. That's real bad. So um, it, it's Anthony Davis is relatively healthy. Um, Bruns relatively healthy. They're clicking. They have depth. I'm taking the Lakers in six. But yeah, but it's like, do you consider them underachievers? Not if they yet. lose because it's like Anthony Davis probably looking at the report like, oh, Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark. Oh, no, I'm eating whole series. Maybe if they had the full roster, it would be a different story. And this is not a normal seven seed. It is not. This is not regular. We had this conversation before about what a trend change that you got to be in the top three to win a championship. And so many players are resting. So many people are getting hurt more these days. Well, not necessarily, but, you know, with the resting thing, people don't care about the regular season like they used to. If the Grizzlies lose to the Lakers, I feel like how do you call them underachievers? Because I feel like most people are picking the Lakers. Like, how can the favorites or the underdogs underachieve? You could say that, you know, they talked a lot and it's like, man, you did all that talking and look what you did. But if I'm the underdog, how can I underachieve? Well, they're not officially the underdog. They are the underdog some, but not I don't I think the Vegas odds still have them as the favorite. It's not big favorites. And here's the weird thing about this, and you probably you we've we haven't necessarily just said it a lot, but we alluded to it real quick. The Eastern Conference, all the heavyweights are at the top. We think all the heavyweights uh uh you know, we we uh we think all the heavyweights are at the top, right? I think for the most part, if you look over to the Western Conference. We think the real contenders in the West are the middle and at the bottom of the conference, at least from a standing standpoint. Because I don't, I, I, right? Like you know, I don't think anybody realistically thinks that Denver's going to win a championship. They might, but I don't think a whole lot of people are really picking them. I don't think many people are picking the Grizzlies to win a championship. I don't think many people are picking the Kings to win a championship. So you're taking out the top three seeds. So it's that it, it is something to see. Um, so you know, just. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking the Lakers and, and my thing is even though with injuries they've talked a lot like they put themselves in a position and nothing wrong with conversation and everything like but they, they they're talking as if they have already been there and done that I, di- I disagree on that point on which one on the talking I don't like when people hold people accountable for something that they didn't say the Grizzlies never said we were going to beat everybody regardless of what happened they said look at us and look at y'all we better than y'all Look at us. What's the Look difference? Well, because we not us no more. If we get hurt, that's like me saying, we finna go to the park and I'm gonna drop 30 on your head. And then I twist my ankle. You like, look at you talking. Bro, I can't even barely move. I'm shooting. I'm just shooting, you know, popping shots. 
Stand still threes. I thought oh. I was gonna hit you with the crossover, the AI. I can't Tell do that. No more. Do you really think you could drop 30 on me? That's just an example. No, an example. You, you got some ridiculous example. I just wanted to ask. I think I can drop 30 on how long we how long we playing, bro. You ain't dropping 30 <laughs> on me. <laughs> oh. But it's just like you can I feel like it's not fair to say, yeah, but y'all said that, yeah, but we ain't the same team as we thought we was gonna be. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel that, like that's that, not fair. I feel like them top three teams, they get way too much hate. They get way too much hate. It's it Ja, they kind of bring it on themselves, but it is what it is. Everybody talks. They just talk a lot because they're younger and they came from a different generation than somebody like LeBron or even somebody like AD. The Nuggets, people want to see them fail. That's a whole nother conversation. People want to see Denver fail, but I don't think it's fair to say the Grizzlies are underachievers if they lose to a team that's perfectly set up to go against their weakness with AD and, you know, LeBron coming inside. And we not the team we thought we was going to be. It'd be different if we lost full throttle. Like, I never go last year and be like, man, the Bucks, the Celtics was better than y'all. I never, we don't never criticize them for that series because it's like, y'all wasn't y'all for real. Oh, hold on. But the Bucks have already won, though. That might, that might, that might yeah, but I don't it. buy into that as much. Just because you won, it's about you know the play. Like the Bucks don't talk like the Grizzlies talk. That's true. But we don't we don't say because the Bucks already won, y'all should have beat the Celtics. We say y'all didn't have Chris Middleton and y'all got close. That's also a part of it. If the Grizzlies get swept, okay, ain't no excuse for that. But if they go seven and they just lose, I'm not gonna come in here and be like, man, y'all should have beat them. No, y'all really. Did more than you should have did. That's what we did last year when Ja got hurt against the Warriors. Well, we was like, we didn't criticize them as much because you didn't have him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's different not having Ja and not having Stephen Adams, but it's still an important piece. You know right. what I mean? So I so I guess in, in so many words for you, it will depend on how it looks, right? To a degree. Like yes, yeah, it's, it's gonna look, but I just feel like it's not fair to just say you said this, you didn't do it, so you're wrong. You have to put nuance into that um situation. And this a new way. I I, I look, I agree. To a degree, or what you're saying, but we know how it. Once you start talking and you continue to talk, we know how it goes. Fair or not? Yeah, we fair know how not. it go. But if we think it's not fair, that don't mean we have to go with it. Well, society can act the way, but that don't mean we have to act that way. Is what I'm saying. I don't, you steal your own individual self. That's kind of right, what that, I'm saying. That's true, but I, I just I think, for example, like I said, you have to once you. I, I, I'm of the I'm of the school. Once you start to open your mouth and continue to open your mouth, I'm gonna need you to stand. I'm gonna need you to stand on the words that you can say. So we're gonna see. Is a you know that 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 that's kind of my whole thing. I think the I I I'm a, I would be a tad bit surprised if it goes seven. I just don't see a scenario. Now look, I think Ja gonna probably be amazed because there's no real matchup overall for Ja in this series. So Ja won't necessarily be an issue. It'll be as Shaq like to say. It'll be about the others. Can can Triple J, Jaron Jackson, can he get going? Can Dylan Brooks make three? It, it, it'll matter because would I be surprised if the Grizzlies win? No, I won't. But I just think I see a clearer path if they're relatively healthy, if they're relatively whole for the Lakers, than I do the Grizzlies. Because as I've told you before, and I've been consistent about this since the new year started, I thought the Grizzlies didn't have enough anyway. That was before the injury. So uh, at least to win a championship. Not saying they couldn't win a playoff series, but I just didn't believe it, them to win a championship. I didn't think they had enough. So. Shaq was wild for calling them the others, but it stuck I though, just, bro. It stuck for it, unfortunately in that but in that whole bus driver thing stuck too from that show. Um, I just feel like you can't just look at them and be like you two and they seven. Like they have two top ten players on their team. The Grizzlies, I mean, yeah, they got one too. Which I would say most people say he's top ten. You got LeBron and AD, bro. What I'm supposed to do with that? It's LeBron and AD. Um, 
So I'm all I'm saying is if they lose, I'm not gonna be like, look at what y'all did and y'all lost. No. And I would never say y'all lost in the first round because it's not the same thing. This is not a first round matchup. If things worked out differently and we was like the Lakers and the Grizzlies in the Western Conference Finals, you'd be like, that makes sense. You know what I mean? So the fact that they have to play a team like that now, I wouldn't criticize them. Same thing with the Clippers. If the Clippers lost to the Suns, I wouldn't be like, y'all lost in the first round. No, y'all lost to the Suns. Like, that, that is a Western Conference caliber team. That's a finals caliber team. You just had to play them early. You can't just look at the rounds. You got to look at who you had to play. You know what I mean? Mm, I guess. I guess. No, all I'm saying is this. I, no, I, if, I, I, if, I get if it. the Kings were three and the 96 Bulls were the sixth seed and they lost, you would never say you lost in the first round. You'd be like, see, that was joy. See, there you go again. That, that's, that's that extremism in you. Nah, because I feel like people will not agree to something a lot of times because they try to look at it and be like, it doesn't matter. When you make something extreme, it doesn't change anything about the situation. I disagree. It just makes that's, it. So- that's a side note. No, nah, I mean, yeah, but that's another conversation. I just feel like a lot of times when something is extreme, it doesn't change it at a practical level. It just makes people agree to something that they never thought they would agree to. Just because I lose in the first round, that doesn't mean, oh, man, I lost in the first round. It depends on who I played. That's all I'm saying. Because if I lose to the Suns in the West Conference Finals, how am I worse than the team that lost to the Suns in the first round? If we're saying that these this these standards in the West aren't the typical, the top is the best. Like, we can't have that conversation and then say, you lose in the first round to the fourth seed, you're worse. You know what I mean? It can't be both. It got to come together in some way. You said that you... You, I guess you're under the impression based on what you've heard and what you've read, maybe that people want to see the, the Nuggets fail. Yeah, people hate Joker. And uh, players hate Joker. That's what uh, it is. Uh, I seen I seen the interview with Garnett, Paul Pierce, Boogie Cousins. Was like, Joker don't deserve a third MVP because if he get one, we're going to have to start putting him with the great centers, which is poor logic in my opinion anyway. Just because someone has three MVPs, that doesn't mean you have to put him in the list with the top players. I, they don't want to see him win that MVP. A lot of them don't think he's good because they think Embiid should have got one of those. It's the same thing kind of with the Steve Nash thing, how a lot of them feel like Shaq should have got one. Or every time somebody tries to dismiss Steve Nash, they be like, well, he got two and Kobe got one. That should tell you he trash. People don't want to see the Joker win or they to, because they want to keep saying he's not good. A lot of people, especially older players, don't like the way he plays. And so they want him to keep failing, like, look at you. Y'all keep giving him the MVPs because of this, but he can't even win. So how can he be the best player? Well, I, I disagree with, I, like, I understand, like, I, I know, the, I, I saw the clip about what Boogie was saying about the third, you know, uh, you know, the third MVP and having put him in one of the greatest players conversation. The, my my counterpoint to that, my debate, my rebuttal to that would be is his big argument pretty much around that conversation is we had not seen Let's hypothetically say Joker wins the third MVP and they lose again. Now, this is the first time in three years that they would be healthy. So this would be the first time where I think we could realistically say there are no viable excuses for you. Like we could go back and say, okay, you didn't have you didn't have Murray. You didn't have uh, Michael Porter Jr. Like there were reasons to it. To me, I, I think this is kind of one of those conflating things that you're doing again to me, to me. I think it's my approach with the Nuggets, and I'm not saying you're saying this about me, but I think my approach to the Nuggets is, okay, this is your chance to actually do something because you're relatively healthy this time. Because like last year, we didn't really expect them to beat the Warriors because we knew they weren't healthy. So to me, I think, like, I disagree with your, like, I don't think the, I think somewhat, it was somewhat flawed, but not, I just think he wants to see Joker go farther. Like, for example, if Joker wins the, 
MVP as as we think he might, or at least I think he might. I don't know, but we'll see. He may still do it. Like if Joker wins the MVP and Denver actually gets to the finals, then I think we have to reevaluate that conversation. To me. To me, that's the biggest um case of conflation this whole podcast. What does you going to the finals have to do with you winning the MVP? No, no, I'm not saying like for example, he wins the MVP, right? I'm and talking I'm about what Boogie was saying. That's what right, I'm to, saying. to to me and, and to me. I think because we do want to see, because again, this is ring culture. I think we like, you know, we do like to see the stars once they, like, for example, once you have shown that you can be successful in the regular season and you can sustain it, I think, okay, your next step is to do it in the playoffs, right? We need to see you have some playoff success. And I think that's the next step. And and for Denver's cases, fair or not, you could say, okay, we weren't healthy. So we we got far. Okay, Or we not, though. Or not. Don't say fair. Say or not, because this is what happened in my opinion. They don't think he is as good as everyone else thinks he is, but they won't say it because they know it's going to sound crazy. That's the same thing I say on this podcast sometimes. I'd be like, da 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 da, but where you rank Joker? And yeah, you'll never say, you'd be like, you've never said I put Joker in my top five. All you say is this you have to. You'd be crazy not to. That's how everyone talks about Joker or a lot no, of people. No, hold on, players. hold on. I, I, this is what I'm saying. I, this is how a lot of people talk about him. They will never say that he's not as good as everyone says. They won't say they don't think he's top 10 because a lot of these players don't believe that. And I can feel it in their energy and how they talk about people. That's when Boogie was going off. Durant was like this. I mean, Garnett was just looking like, you spitting. I know that look. Paul Pierce, you killing it. But you saying what we can't say. They won't say it. They don't think he's that good. That's all it is. Because it, that's why even though this is the first year in forever, that the Nuggets have been healthy. People saying, you can't hold what he did in the past against him, but now that he got them MVPs, we can. If he didn't win them MVPs, they would be like, well, the Nuggets finally healthy. This is the first year. Let's see what they're going to do. But because he got them MVPs, they're like, if you're the MVP, you should be able to win without it. Nobody ever did that. Nobody ever won with nobody. Even if you look at the list of MVPs, most people don't win the MVP and then win a title anyway. So what is that conversation even about? That's not People just don't think Jokic is good. That's not a lot of those players don't think that. he's as good as they, that people say he is until he goes in a playoff game and drops four and like he's a little better than I thought. What do you mean? He's been playing forever. He is the guy we thought he was. Well, I, in I, my I would... opinion, they want to see him fail because they like, well, he's not failing in the voting. Let's see him failing here. So what we so we can really say what we want to say. I truly believe that it's the same thing when young players be like. Like in five years, if James Harden is still playing, it's going to be some new young rookie be like, I remember we used to watch you. Do him dirty. Da, 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 da. Do him dirty. Like when Jordan was on the Wizards, everybody was trying to get Jordan 30. It didn't matter. That was Jordan on the Wizards, but it made them feel good. People want to see Jokic fail so they can say what they really want to say about him. That's what I don't like. If you're going to say what you're going to say, say it. But don't wait for somebody to fail to do it and never root. How you root for somebody to fail? That's the top you know, tier definition of being a hater. Uh, for say we, we know that half. I just wouldn't give credence to every like to me. I, I put more context around what Boogie said, but I, I, I hear you. Like that that's my approach to it. But uh, I don't think there's any I don't think there's much context to what like, you I, said, I, in my opinion. I think it's just right. flawed logic. Right. I, I, I hear you. Um I disagree, but I but I hear you. Um let's let's go over towards the Eastern Conference because even though we think that the Eastern Conference is the top dogs, right? Do you think at, at least well, I, I think the answer to this is yes, but like it if everything plays out like we think it will, the do we really get that Boston Philadelphia matchup? And my number two question. Because again, remember Boston's number two, Philadelphia's number three. You thought I eliminated Milwaukee already? Not yet, not yet, not yet. 
Um, my question to you is, my next question is, do we, of course, get the Boston-Philadelphia matchup? And also, the 4-5 matchup. Who comes out of there and how many games do you think they give Milwaukee? Presume. Because if it's Cleveland, do you think it goes six? If it's New York, do you think it goes six? If it's New York, they get swept. Oh, Jesus. You're, you're disrespectful. If it's Cleveland, man, when the last time we see the second round sweep? It's been a minute, huh? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's a second round sweep. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's been one since then. But uh, yeah, cause remember Phoenix? Suns and four? Suns and four? You remember him? Suns and four? My man, my man said Suns and four, and then he he proceeded to whoop that man's ass uh between Phoenix and Denver. Uh, so yeah, that that's been that's probably another one that I'm missing that I'm not thinking about. But that that's probably the last one that I'm really thinking about that that happened that we can you know point to. I feel like the Cavaliers are a good team. They might get two, so I guess you could say in six. But I'm in my mind, maybe I just put Milwaukee on too high of a pedestal. I just really feel like Donovan Mitchell might drop 67 and win one game, and then that's they going to sweep them. Before you finish, number one, that would reset the NBA playoff record that has stood since 1986 with Michael Jordan, drop 63 in the, in the guard, Boston guard. Number two, that's a lot of points, but continue. It is, but it's like, how is they going to beat Milwaukee? It's set breaking records. Too, you probably been playing a little bit too much 2K. Jeez. I'm like, how they going to beat Milwaukee? It's set break records. Well, I'm... I'm not well. Beat Milwaukee in a game or beat Milwaukee in a series because they're two different things. Like I think oh. they can get it. I think I think you know depending on how I play, I the way Milwaukee can be kind of up and down sometimes. Mm-mm. I wouldn't be surprised if they win a game in Milwaukee. Milwaukee up and down is not regular up and down. They they have 58 wins. Yeah. That's up and down for them. They're not even trying it. Giannis. This is what people don't get because Giannis is so happy, so positive, so inspirational. The Giannis ain't even Giannis yet. This is just regular season Giannis. He just he cared too much about the fans and everybody to not play. Giannis don't even care about this. He like everybody else. He just don't say it. When Giannis hit that postseason, and I'm gonna tell you this: once the Bucks lose their first game in the playoffs, you better hope you better hope you play them before that. Because after they get that first loss, they be like, oh dang, we only got three more. Let's go ahead, go into overdrive. Y'all playing with the Bucks? I'm not. I'm not playing with the Bucks. The Bucks is sweeping everybody into the Eastern Conference Finals for the most part. Obviously, they might lose game here, a game there, but I'm not worried about them at all. I'm just talking about the Eastern Conference Finals when it comes to Milwaukee. I don't even want to talk about the Cavaliers. To be honest with you, to be honest, they should have worked harder to get that three seed. In my opinion, you think they present a better matchup to Boston? Now, if I was well, because I don't think they could have got the two, so at least that's better than Milwaukee. I think they would be best suited to play the 76ers, in my opinion, with the depth and everything. Um, I feel like they're they're not a good matchup for Boston either. I feel like Boston is like them, but better. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I just like I really want to see this Philadelphia Boston matchup. I may be, you know, we ain't gonna get into Doc Rivers this week. We're gonna see exactly how. I think we, we did that last week. Ain't uh, that your friend? Not Ain't the way I've been talking about it. You wouldn't. I, I don't think we'll ever be. We, we may we may be acquaintances, you know, in the future, but not the way I be talking. I, and I don't even think I really be saying anything negative about Doc. I be just pointing to the evidence. Like I just, I literally just be pointing to what what we have in front of us, what we have at for examples. That's all. Uh, I, I got to start just letting you get your takes off because like you be like. Well, you know, this could happen, this could happen, and then I'd be like, "Nah, bro, you saying Doc Rivers trash?" <laughs> no, no, not because but you, that's, you never say that because that's, that's not what, what I'm say. saying. Because that, that's not what I'm saying. You should know by now. I, I will say exactly what I think, but that's not exactly what I'm saying. I, I no, I do not. That's see, no, that's be you saying stuff like that. I don't say uh, stuff like that. You, you was like, 
uh, I wonder what the uh, Philadelphia can do with the adjustments and Doc. And I was like, man, I was, you was I was like, I don't think that's on the players. I think you're trying to ask, can they survive the Doc Rivers experience? That's what. No, that's exactly what you said. But that ain't. That's not what I'm saying. So, um, no, I'm not. No, no, we're not doing it. Anywho, anywho, partner. It's a problem in my in my mind anyway. That out of every team we talked about, that's the only team we talked about the coach. That's just show you an issue right there. I'm trying to see because if you well. I mean, because like Lakers Twitter, that's a different thing. So we're not going. We don't have to talk about Darvin Ham. Um, we don't miss Ty Lue, No, Money Williams. No, Steve Kerr. No, um, Mike Malone in Denver. No, uh, Sacramento Mike Brown. First time around with the Kings. So no, we won't talk about him. Um, Memphis. No, go over to the Eastern Conference. Bug can make some questionable decisions in Milwaukee, but usually the players can overcome it. No, uh, Boston Joe Mazzulla. He's new to the party, so no. Yeah, Doc Three. I mean, Tibbs can overwork his players in New York. So yeah, I mean that's that's going down the list. That's about that. You know, it just because it's like sometimes it really just doesn't make sense to me. But that's like I said, a conversation for another day. All right, partner Bud, got anything else to add? I do not. I'm ready. I'm ready for the playoffs to start. Um, in well, the West, well, they not officially... excited for the East at all. <laughs> well, they fit... maybe we get some uh con- challenging and contested matchups in the East. But that'll wrap it up for episode 25, the quarter edition of the Halfway House podcast. As you know, I'm your host, Ben Phillips, along with my co-host, Mr. Andre Lewis. As I like to say, in the meantime and in between time, we'll see you next time.